Hello and welcome to the Irish NFL podcast. I am your host, Gordon Richfield, and yes, Mark Cockrell has left us for one episode. Uh, I've stepped in to replace him. I have recovered from all of my testing, and Mark has now had to step away and get a few tests this week. I am joined by, as always, Mr. Brian O'Leary, who never misses an episode. Good evening, Brian. Good evening, Gordon. No consistency as ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Again, this episode is brought to you by Titan Roofing, your one-stop shop for all roofing needs in Dublin. Um, So yeah, it's been an eventful week in the NFL. We had a great episode last week with Nate Coombs, who joined us for a special episode. And uh, you guys seem to get on like a house on fire. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he came on earlier in the week and what we're calling a special episode. It was great to get someone of his knowledge of the NFL and his broadcasting, his years of broadcasting experience in the NFL on the podcast. Very enjoyable. And uh, he seemed to enjoy it as well. So yes, it was was a great episode. And uh, we got through quite a lot in terms of discussing the eventful week four, which was last Sunday, uh, pushed yeah. into Monday with the two games as well. It was a, it was a great episode, and uh, I think I'm, I thoroughly enjoyed Mark's uh, metaphors using Cinderella at one point. I even think Nate Coombs was wondering what the hell Mark was going on about. But yeah, no metaphors this week, no, no, nothing like that. But uh, no, it was a great episode, and we are future episodes as well. We're going to have some special guests on every now and again, so. Make sure you check out all of our social media channels and Brian will keep us all abreast of that. Brian, we're doing a quick episode tonight. We're going to go through all of the, the week five picks. Uh, we're going to put down the handicap line. We're then going to go through our bets at the end. So let's get right into it. We're kicking off with the um, some news actually first um, before I move on. Bill O'Brien. Yes to the Texans. They have finally made the right decision. They have moved on from GM slash head coach Bill O'Brien. Surprised? Surprised at how quickly it's happened. We just on that episode, which we did with Nat Combs, and we discussed it in quite de- we were quite detailed about it in terms of what's happened there and how they've started off the season very poorly. But yeah, I was slightly surprised to see it happen so soon. But um, just as the week has gone on, the stories are leaking out that there was a big, big uh, argument in the dressing room. I'm not sure whether it was at halftime or at the back end of the, uh, the game on Sunday, but I think it's because it was becoming inevitable that he would have to go but which we've discussed in many a podcast it's a strange situation because not only was he the head coach but he was now the general manager but uh, I think in the long term it's the right thing to do the you know if, whatever shot they have of making a season of where they are um, it, it, it's they're in, I believe they're in a better position now with him gone yeah I think it's one of those ones that we've discussed for quite a while about Bill O'Brien um, he just wanted too much power and then when he took the power he couldn't seem to do much with it yeah as you say player revolt um, essentially lost the dressing room from all the reports that have come out JJ Watt apparently had a serious bust up with him and to be honest if JJ Watt is getting in your face you know the ownership are, are big on their star players and keep them happy I think the Hopkins trade was probably the one that set this all in motion for him it was just one that didn't work out obviously Nick Coombs was very uh, forward last week with some of his information kind of saying he knows that there's more going on in the background with that story obviously wouldn't give us much more detail but I do think Bill O'Brien the writing was on the wall for quite a while um, they've uh, stepped uh, the defensive offensive coaches sorry stepped in as interim head coach uh, Romeo Cornell who's been around the NFL for 20-30 years had I think he might have had a coach involved at some stage so yeah he'll step in I mean they're not going to do anything drastic at the moment you know they're going to bring in someone who's comfortable with the surroundings, who knows the players. And, you know, I'd imagine, I'd expect that you'll see a bit of an uplift in how they play, you know. You know, I think there was, there was a kind of a conversation in the, in the media that if they kept him, 
the likelihood is they would win on Sunday anyway, whether they had him or not against the Jags. It's a very winnable game at home. And if, it win, if they were to win, it kind of prolongs the agony. So move them on now. Hopefully they do get that win on Sunday and then they can push on from there. Yeah, so I think that's the big the big news in the NFL at the moment. And then the one that's just kind of broke today is Corona has hit again and has hit the, the New England Patriots, Mark Cockrell's team. Um, Gilmore has tested positive for coronavirus, uh, is out of the next game. And obviously, yeah, it's just kind of a sign of what the season is ahead. Yeah, we, we discussed it the other day. We discussed it last week that this is a season like no other. And unfortunately, for each day, there's players now, you know, unfortunately testing positive Gilmore who's probably arguably the best cornerback in the league and never mind the best cornerback on the, the Patriots defensive roster and uh, he's going to be out of game and you know there's no guarantees even Cam Newton is going to be available to play either on Sunday against the Broncos so it's a difficult one and then obviously then the Titans once it looked like the Titans were good to go back in the facilities lined up to play against the Bills on Sunday and um, another Titans player has now tested positive so now they're again back retesting players so you know, obviously that situation is still to come out, so we don't know where that's where that is at the moment. I think for the time being, that seems to be it. But I think this is going to be a week to week thing, and I think the sooner everybody gets used to this situation, the better. Because I just think the league will do their utmost to keep things moving on, and that means playing games later in the season and possibly into an extra week, which they're not calling week eighteen. It'll happen. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be an interesting kind of few weeks ahead, and. As you say, the NFL have handled it really well. I know you spoke about this on last week's show. And again, if you haven't listened to it, please look listen back to Nate Coombs and the guys discuss everything that's happened. Uh, but yeah, I think the NFL have been handling it really well. All right, look, let's get it kicked off. Let's look at the games ahead for week five. Uh, starting off straight away, two three-in-one teams, two Super Bowl finalists facing each other with different teams as well. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Chicago Bears. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are minus three and a half favourites for this game? Yeah, interesting line because it started out at minus six and a half. It was down to minus five and a half. And uh, I think that's, a lot of that's down to the fact that Buccaneers seem to have quite a few injuries in particular to wide receiver Godwin. Um, he didn't play last week. He's not likely to play again with the match being on Thursday night. And then Mike Evans seemed to be banged around quite a bit on Sunday. So I think his his uh, activity in the game is, up, is in doubt as well. And then you've got the Bears Getting to three and a half points, they didn't do anything on Sunday against the Colts. But um, I'm not going to, I think the Bears have overachieved so far. I think most Bears fans, even the ones we know, would would agree. And the books are moving nicely. So I'm going to pick the books. And I think the books will cover three and a half. I think that's a great, that's a great bet, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, both myself and, and again, I'm going to give Mark's picks as well throughout this episode are both on the same wavelength. As Mark said to me in a text, he says, the contender blows out the great pretender. Uh, and I think that's the way it's going to go. I think the Bucks are going to cover this one fairly handy. Um, moving on then, we've got the Eagles facing my Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers are minus seven favourites uh, at home for this one. And to be honest, at 3-0 and with a, a week break, I just I don't see this going any other way than the Steelers are on a great run. And as we've said from the beginning, they haven't performed phenomenally, like as in blow your socks off yet, but they're showing that they have a phenomenal defence Big Ben is staying upright. He's getting better and better as weeks go on. Plus, they're just it's not right at, in Philadelphia at the moment. Um, Carson Wentz isn't there. There's talks of Jalen Hurts stepping in at some point. I know 
there was rumors going around and fake news, etc. But it's a bit of a shit show at the moment in Philadelphia. But yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, the Steelers for this one to cover. Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially as you said, coming off having the the bye week, albeit it was a bye week for um, for other reasons with the COVID situation, but to come home playing a home game against an Eagles team who really had a very good win last Sunday, and saying the difficulties that they've had so far, the fact that they went into um into San Francisco and won the game. Um, it's no mean feat, but at the same time, you've got to bear in mind that the San Francisco 49ers are a very injury banged up side at the moment, so it's hard to really gauge how how good a win that actually was. But no, I agree. Steelers, minus seven, I think they'll cover that. I think they'll win comfortably. Yeah, I think that's a, a big one for them, and I know Mark has picked the Steelers as well to, to cover this handicap. The next one then is an interesting one following on from our discussion about Bill O'Brien leaving the, the Houston Texans or being pushed out the door. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting Houston Texans. The Texans are minus six for this game, considering the news that has just come out today. And again, these are updated odds. It's uh, they're, they're counting on the, the Texans to bounce back with a, a bit of a statement. Yeah, I think they're everybody's kind of expecting they're kind of an uplift from, from the team uh, in terms of the performance on the back of the second, as you said, of O'Brien. And uh, the Jaguars have been inconsistent, you know, when everybody thought they were going to win against the Dolphins, they lose. And then in a game that was very competitive last Sunday, they lost in Cincinnati. But um, I still think the Texans are a really good side. And just unfortunately, as we touched on, they started with some very difficult games leading into that Vikings game, which was the final straw for O'Brien. So I do think the Texans will win. And I do think they'll cover the handicap. Yeah, look, I've made some controversial comments on this uh, podcast about Deshaun Watson in the past and where he stands as a franchise quarterback. But I think this is where you're going to see certain players like him, J.J. Watt, etc. And I feel sorry for Minshew. I think the Minshew era is kind of, it was blown out of proportion for one or two good performances by him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans to cover this one. I know Mark has got the Texans covering it as well. And I think Deshaun Watson, I think this could be a bit of a blowout, a blowout game in my opinion. I would actually agree with you. Yeah, it'd be one that I'd be looking at as a potential blowout as, as well, yeah? Yeah, and then moving on then, we have uh, Joe Burrows, the, the the franchise quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. After his first win last week, he is visiting Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this is a tough game to go to after your first win in the NFL, and the bookies have it that way. Ravens minus 12.5 favourites at home. Like, is there any point in talking about this one? It's going one way and one way only, and it's the Ravens, and I think they they cover this one very very easily. Yeah, I was slightly surprised that the, the line was that high. I, I thought it'd be around eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah, I agree. Was was the Bengals are improving him? Joe Burrow is proving to people that he was worthy of the number one pick. It's a big ass to win to Baltimore, and uh, the Ravens won well last week in Washington, albeit against a poor Washington team. And I'd expect they'll win comfortably, um, and they will probably will cover that twelve and a half. Yeah, but look. Just to just to have somebody disagree with us, Brian Mark has sent in his picks for this week, and he has the Bengals covering the spread at plus twelve and a half. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not surprised in a way because I didn't expect it to be that high. So he's he's probably looking at a back a late touchdown to backdoor cover, as they call it. You know, where the game is over and the Bengals just sneak in a touchdown late in the game to cover. But no, for us, no, I don't see it that way. Ravens all the way. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the Ravens. I, I'm 
I'm delighted to see Mark getting behind Joe, Joe Burrows and thinking he can do something, but I do think this is going to be a bit of a, a blowout win for, for the Ravens. Moving on then, we've got the Arizona Cardinals visiting the uh, hapless New York Jets, who are 0-4, and four, um, are having a atrocious season. Rumoured that Sam Darnold isn't playing, or has that been confirmed? Yeah, it's been confirmed. Yeah, Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets So on Sunday. Uh, I don't see any more than the Cardinals win. Um, they're minus seven in the handicap. I'd expect a reaction out of them after losing in Carolina last week, which was one of the games I got right, actually. I picked the Panthers to win that game. And I think the Cardinals have come back slightly to what I expected. I know these are all high on them. They've lost the last two. They're two and two. They really need to get going again. But what no better no better place to go to get that win is is going to New York at the moment against either side, especially against the Jets. So minus seven. Yeah, I think the Cards will cover that fairly handy. Yeah, I think, look, we've seen the first uh, head coach slash GM get sacked already in this NFL season. And I don't think... Adam Gase is far behind. The, the top brass are saying that they're not going to make any decision this year. But I think, to be honest, it's it, the season is done and dusted. Now is the time to get rid of them. Uh, and then with Joe Flacco gone as well, as Mark says, I wouldn't trust the Jets to even tie my own tie their own shoelaces. So I'm kind of with you on this. So I think the Cardinals will have a big game. I'm shocked that they still only have it at minus seven, considering Joe Flacco is stepping in. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with the, the Cardinals to cover this as well at minus seven. Yeah. Yeah, moving on, then we have the LA Rams who are visiting the Washington football team. So the Rams three and one of the season at the moment. The Washington football team one and three. And Washington having one of those seasons where, to be honest, they're, it was interesting listening to last week's episode. Everyone, including um, Nate, believe they're in the running for that top pick next year, potentially for the, the draft. And if it was available to them, Dwayne Haskins would be left on the sidewalk fairly quickly. Well, interestingly enough, it, it, some news broke to save him, which is very interesting that Haskins is gone. Haskins won't be playing on Sunday. He's been dropped. But not only has he been dropped as the starting quarterback, he's not even the backup. He's Any been, reason? Uh, Ron, Ron, uh, Riverboat Ron in his, state, in his press conference tonight said, we're, we might be one and three, but we're actually still top of the division. And we've got an opportunity in this very poor division to push on and potentially win it. This is the time to make the change. But he's not putting Alex Smith in. He's putting in um, Allen. Uh, it was Kyle Allen, the quarterback, who was with the Panthers last year. And they, they traded for him in the offseason. So he's going to start. Um, I'm not surprised. I think Mark was slightly surprised when we had a chat about it this evening. But I'm not in the sense that he was with, he was with um, the Carolina staff last year. They know, what, they, they know what he's made of in terms of his play, he knows the playbook because obviously that's what they brought from Carolina. So it's an easy, seamless handover in a sense to bring him in. But the fact that Haskins has gone from the starting quarterback now to not even being the backup doesn't say a lot for him in the long run. And it's funny because the bookies have, have made a change in their alteration. Sorry, they've altered the line, probably reflective of that news because up to this morning, the Rams were nine and a half points and now it's down to minus seven. Yeah, it's 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 a serious all. I, I I don't fully understand it. They probably expect a better game out of out of Allen, the quarterback for the Washington team, and they'll be able to keep it a lot closer than what Haskins would do. So I actually kind of think this might be even a, a great bet. They'll get on the Rams minus seven. I think they have more than enough to cover that. Oh, I think they've as we've said throughout the season, McVeigh and the offense they have, and Cooper Cup, etc. They're performing phenomenally well, as in they're having a great season offensively. Um, and again, the Washington football team, it's interesting. I think Ron Riviera stepped in and he's basically said to ownership, 
or whoever is ownership at the moment still to be still up in the air, obviously inside there with Dan Schneider and the likes. But he's basically said, "This is my, this is my team. I'm going to change it. I'm going to put in the, the the quarterback I want." And I think when Haskins was coming out of college, there were concerns raised about his maturity level and how much he actually would put in to be a, a pro NFL player. And I think that's coming up now. The fact that he's not even the backup quarterback, I think that pretty much says it all. Yeah, when when they declared him as a starting quarterback in the in the training camp, they were speaking very highly of him that his attitude had changed and. He was keeping his head down, shall we say, and getting on with the work. And then uh, during the first game, which they won against the Eagles, he put in a rally in halftime speech to the team. So he seems to be going in the right direction. I am quite surprised, actually, because he, he didn't play that poorly last Sunday. I know he threw a few interceptions, but up against the Ravens' defence, that can happen to most quarterbacks. And he scored one himself with a sneak. So it didn't seem like this was coming, but they made that decision and they're moving on from him very yeah. early. So Which, I think look at, I think the minus seven, as you say, is a, it's a, it's probably one of our bankers potentially. We'll get to those later on, but uh, Mark Cockrell has the Rams uh, so much as he says to to bank on this one. I think even with this news, he 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 put his uh, his mortgage on it as well. So I think I'm going to go with the Rams as well at minus seven. It's an easy cover for me. Moving on, then we have the uh, Ron Rivera's former team, the Carolina Panthers, visiting the Atlanta Falcons. And I think the line pretty much says it about this game where the bookies are. They literally, it's a toying toss. They don't know who to trust. Like the 0-4 Atlanta Falcons with probably one of the the best offensive performances in the last few games I've seen ever out of a team. But yet, just throw away games at a whim. It's insane. Um, so they've got the Falcons favourites by minus one and a half. That is, as much as anything, that's pretty much saying they don't know where, where this one is going. Yeah, it's pretty much a pick'em game, you know. And uh, who would have thought this a few weeks ago when the Falcons were putting up all these high points and the Panthers, who a lot of people thought were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, who have won two games in a row uh, against one of the teams that everybody's expecting to do really well in the cards last week. I'm going to give the Falcons one more go. Um, I just feel at some stage it has to happen for them. And... I look at this game and I don't see them not putting up 24, 27, 30 points. Yeah. I'm not sure whether Bridgewater and, and Panthers can live with them. But I see the overs at 54 and I know you like a good over. But um I'm gonna take I've I've taken the Falcons in a competition and I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna take them here as well. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you on this one, although it's interesting. Our our colleague Mark Cockrell has said logic says the Falcons, but he's gonna go with the Panthers. And he is calling that this is the game that gets Dan Quinn fired, um, is his opinion. And to be honest, I do think like if the Falcons go down and they go 0-5 with the way that they're playing, with the defensive head, uh, defensive head coach um, at the helm, this could be, as in he could be one of the next, he's up there with Adam Gase. At least in New York, they've come out and backed him. They haven't done that in Atlanta just yet. So I'd say he could be the next man on the chopping block. So... Uh, Mark is going with Carolina Panthers um, at plus five and at plus one and a half, and I'm going to go with the Falcons minus one and a half for this game. Uh, next up then is uh, my Cleveland Browns at home three and one. OBJ Brian OBJ has come back. He is performing to the level that the lads knew that he could. Three touchdowns last week blew everyone out of it, and they're welcoming Old Man Rivers. Uh, into Cleveland uh, so both teams 3-1 and one. bookies have this one again as a bit of a pick-up they have the Colts favourites at minus one and a half 
I was very surprised by that. And it actually started out at three and then it came down to two and a half. And now it's into one and a half. So the air is starting to lean towards the Browns. But, but I'm, I'm surprised. I thought the Browns would have been a, a field goal favourite. I, I thought you would have been seeing the Colts getting three points. The Browns are starting to click into gear. You know, and every time we, we see that happen, we then, they let us down. But I don't think they're going to let us down this, this year. I think they're actually going to go quite a long way towards potentially making the playoffs in likelihood it'll be a wild card because the Ravens are the, the main team in the division. I'm picking the Browns. I'm actually very confident in this game. Albeit the Colts are 3-1, having come back from that bizarre defeat to the Jags. They haven't been that impressive. And I didn't think very much of them against the Bears last week. It was To me, it was two teams that played very poorly and they just came out on the right side of it. And as you said, Rivers is against that Browns defense, albeit the Browns are giving up points. That front four, if they get if they get at Rivers, he won't be able to cope with that. And I think the Browns will win comfortably. I really do think the Browns will win this game by 10, 15, 10 14 points. I'm 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 not far behind you on this one at all. Look, I think our issue, Brian, every season is we get too high in the Browns early on in preseason. We love all their flashy moves, we get too high in them, and then they let us down. Uh, I kind of was turned against them after their loss this season. I thought something was wrong inside there. But then they've come back. Stefanski in there is definitely doing a good job. What they've also shown is that when Chubb, who is your premier running back, goes down injured, you have someone like Kareem Hunt who can step in and is a phenomenal running back. Everyone knows this. I actually think out of all the offensive weapons, Mayfield isn't the star player within this offense. Um, I think there's you've got your OBJ, you've got your Kareem Hunt. Um, and I think under Stefanski, they're playing a different style of offense where they're not having to rely purely on Mayfield. And they're getting OBJ involved. Like he scored, I think he had close to 60, 70 yards rushing, I think, last week, um, along with three touchdowns. And then you're playing the Indianapolis Colts, who their offensive line, who have been very high on all, all year, they're just not performing at the moment. And old man Rivers is old. The man can't move. He literally cannot move in the pocket. You don't need to worry about him moving outside the pocket. So, yeah, so I think at plus one and a half for the Browns, this is the one. This is this is where I'm putting all my money this week uh, on the Browns. I think this is um, in a strange way. This is probably one of the most important games the Browns have had in arguably the last ten years, because Big like statement. we just said, they've got to a stage now where people are expecting them to push on and win games. And like if they win this game, they're four and one, and they're tied with the Ravens in the division. And it's a very difficult division. I haven't even touched on the Steelers, so. But if they lose this one, they go back to the three and two. It's just people yeah. will just say that's the Browns of old again. So it's a very important game for them. But I do, yeah. I do think they win. They'll win. Yeah, no, I think it's a massive one. Um, moving on, slightly more somber notes. We are moving to your New York Giants, uh, who are visiting the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Stadium. Uh, Cowboys at this are minus ten. Obviously, the Giants season is done and dusted pretty much. I know we've kind of said Joe Judge is of no concern of where he's going to be going this year. This is his first year to rebuild the squad. Uh, the big question is, if you keep going the way you're going, does Danny Dimes stay in? And I know you're high on Danny Dimes. I know you spoke about this last week. But yeah, go on. What are you thinking? Plus 10 for the Giants in this game at Dallas Cowboys. I'll actually be taking the Giants plus 10 on this one. Uh, they played very well last Sunday against a Rams team that we've you know, discussed her starting to show that it's the Rams team of all and they, everybody's got high expectations for them. The Cowboys, if you look at their defence so far this season, cannot, they cannot stop teams scoring, but we can't score. So 
if we can't put up points against this team, we might as well throw our hat at it. But uh, I do think the Cowboys will win, but I actually think the Giants will cover because as well as that, it's a divisional game and nine times out of ten, these divisional games tend to come down to the last drive. So I think ten is a bit much, to be honest, the way the Cowboys are playing at the moment. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I'm high on the Cowboys. As you say, the defence, they're letting up way too much points. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't really performed to a level that you'd expect one of the highest paid running backs in the league to do it. But yeah, I don't think the Giants are there this season. But plus 10 is a very, very generous uh, spread to be giving. I think the Cowboys will win as well. I do think the Giants will probably just about sneak in and cover the spread. Uh, And I know Mark Cockrell is high on the Giants for this game as well to cover the spread. Uh, Moving on then, we are to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings who are at, uh, who are away to the Seattle Seahawks um, and playing probably one of the more exciting teams this year. Wilson is really performing to, as we keep saying, MVP level. Um, we have the Seahawks minus seven at home. Is this going any other way? Every game so far in which Seattle has played at home has been very high scoring and it's been back and forth until the fourth quarter where they've managed to put out the wheel, but I don't think this one will be as difficult as those. Um, fair play to the Vikings. They turned it around last weekend. They win in, in, in Houston, but I think that was more down to Houston's inability to move the ball. Um, and, and I don't see that being the case with, with Russell Wilson and this offense. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover the seven. Quite, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be an easy enough win for the Seahawks. Yeah, I think this is one again. I think everyone has uh, the Seahawks for a win on this one, as I, as I do. In terms of the, the line, Mark has the Vikings covering this, the spread at plus seven. Again, I think that's a bit of a generous offering. I think the Seahawks win this one, and I think they, they win it by at least 10, 15 points. I think they're just, the way Russell Wilson is playing at the moment, there's, just, there's absolutely no stopping him um, at the moment. Uh Moving on then to our next game, we have the LA Chargers, who, with Justin Herbert at the helm, are visiting the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Drew Brees having one of those kind of up-down sort of seasons. New Orleans 2-2, two and two, Los Angeles Chargers 1-3. and three. Justin Herbert showing glimpses of why he's such a high draft pick and probably is cementing himself as the future franchise quarterback for the Chargers. Plus 7.5 for the Chargers away at the, the Saints. How do you see this one going, Brian? Uh, I don't think Herbert will have the game that he had last week in in Tampa against the Bucks. I think the Saints got their mojo back a little bit in that game against the Lions last week, albeit down early, came back very well, put up a lot of points. And uh, no, I expect I expect the Saints to win. And the Saints winners, they have to start winning games very quickly to keep up with the Bucks. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover the seven and a half. Uh, I'm trying to see now where Brian or where Mark covered this one for the Saints, but yeah. He's got the Saints from his uh, view this week covering this game very handy. Uh, some of the other games then to kind of run through at the moment, we have the uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs, 4-0 Kansas City Chiefs. I don't actually have the line on this one, Brian, do you? There's no line available on that, on that game at the moment due to a number of players being injured and they, they haven't really got any confirmation when these guys are going to be available. So uh, they're... Reluctant to put a line up just yet. I did see it the other day, and the Chiefs were minus 13 when it went out initially, which I thought was really high, bearing in mind that the Raiders have played reasonably well so far. Um, so it's difficult to know whether it's going to stay at that or come down. Look, I don't think I don't think it can get away from the Chiefs. The way the Chiefs are going at the moment, 
even, even though the Patriots gave them a game on Monday night, it's hard to see who's going to beat the Chiefs. I could see them going 16 and 0. It's very early in the season to say that, but it's very difficult to see where they're going to lose a game. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's the same. I think Mahomes factor, everything coming into play. I think he is he's performing at a level that is just too high again. He, he was a bit of a slow slow burner. Took his time to get back into it. Obviously, the Chargers, and I think the Chargers game was just one of those kind of just banana skin games. It just happened. They just didn't perform phenomenally well. So I've got the the um, the Chiefs covering this one, no matter what the line. I think it's just a too too tough a game. And I know uh, Mark is high on the Chiefs as well. Looking at some of the other final games, then we've got the Titans and the Bills. Uh, again, I don't think there's a, a line for this one just due to all the uncertainty around the game. Yeah, nothing at the moment because uh, it did start off and it wasn't too far off a pick game, but it's all been held off until we know what the situation is. I'll give, I'll, I'll pick it on the basis that it's going to get played. And I think with the, with the mad week that the Titans have had, but it being their bye week, there's so much, um, so much disturbance there. I don't see how they'll win the game. I think the Bills are on a roll. And I think the Bills will go in there and win. And if the handicap is anything less than three or four points, I'd be expecting the Bills to cover it. Yeah, I, again, I think when the bookies kind of look at this game based on everything, I think they'll probably give the Bills of kind of minus four and a half, minus, that, that, that's kind of what I think the line is going to be. And if it's anywhere close to that, I'm similar to yourself. I'm all over... Uh, Allen for this game and I think the Titans just with everything that's going on this is this kind of disturbances you don't want as an NFL team so yeah I'm going to back the Bills to cover that one uh, fairly handy but then moving into the 49ers uh, injury ridden 49ers who have the Dolphins again no line on this at the moment uh, just due to all the injuries yeah um, well the 49ers have quite a few injuries so it's even hard to know where to start with that but one interesting side note is that they do expect Garoppolo to play on Sunday. He is back um, in training and uh, Shanahan said this afternoon that he seems to be looking okay. So they're working towards him playing on Sunday. Um, if he plays, I think they'll win. And if he doesn't play, it's hard, it's hard because the Dolphins, in fairness, give everybody a game. I could see the 49ers winning, but it'd be very close. I don't think it'd be a foregone conclusion but like most people will think. But if they do get Garoppolo back, I think they'll it'll be a different, different game altogether and they'll win well. Yeah, look, I think um, on this game as well, if Garoppolo is playing, I think the 49ers have it. I know Mark, again, did he give me a, a bet for this one? He is, he's gone for the 49ers as well. Uh, as he says, lightning doesn't strike twice for the, the poor Miami Dolphins. Uh, and then on the previous game, again, he's with us as well with the Bills, no matter what, I think, covering this game. The final then game, which again, there is no line for this, and it's all down to everything that's happening at the moment with, with the Patriots at the Broncos. Uh, you know, I think this all just basically comes down to whether or not Brian Hoyer or Cam Newton is the starter. Yeah, well, I don't know if people are aware, but Hoyer got actually taken out of the game in the end on Monday night and Jared Stidham came in, who everybody thought would be challenging Newton for the, the quarterback position. And they ended up taking, playing Hoyer. I think they quickly realised that was a mistake. If Cam's not playing, I don't think Hoyer will be playing it either. I think it'll be Stidham. Uh, sit him against Rippon, like bizarre two quarterbacks that people, a lot of people may not have heard of. But I still think the Pages will just about win the game. The Broncos are doing enough to keep in games, but I think this will be a Patriots win. Uh, with the Broncos, Brian, in terms of if they keep going the way they're going, they're one and three. If they keep getting the losses going, like isn't 
Like, do they stay with their quarterback? Is is Drew Locke there, their man? I know last week you said this before. You think that he's thought very highly of there. But again, they're another one of these teams that come the end of the season could be vying for that top draft pick. I do think, I do want, like a lot of people said, I do honestly believe he is the man. But it's saying that it's like anything, Florence is available. Is that a different conversation then? But in fairness, like you could argue on the, the lock side of the house, he's, he's not played. He played the first game and he was gone by half time with the injury. And they do expect him back in the next fortnight. So I guess it'll come down to how they play for the second half of the season. If he comes in and they start winning games and he plays up to the talents that they expect, he'll be their quarterback. But if they have a, a season where he doesn't deliver and they end up with one or two wins and a first round pick, I think all bets are off then. But I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll come in and he'll turn things around for them. Yeah, I think um, it'd be interesting to see. I, I, I was high in lock. I know you were very, very high in the offseason. But again, the Broncos just, they feel like they're starting to slip into one of those teams post Peyton Manning era where every year it's you're high in them and they just let you down slowly but surely. Um, all right, well, that's they're, all. They're one of those. See, the thing is, they're, they're like the 49ers. There's so many injuries. Yeah. You could pretty much ride off the season. They've lost. Two running backs. They've lost. Uh, they've lost their wide receiver for the season. Corton Sutton. He's gone for the season. It's just unfortunate. They've, it's hard to. It's hard to really quantify exactly how good a season is when most of your players are out injury. Yeah, and I think Forty Nineers are a testament to that. They can kind of pretty much stand behind how tough it can be on a team. Uh, I think that's all of our games covered for Week Five. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just making sure uh, as a stand-in host, Brian, I'm not used to being in this position. So we're, we're pressure's we're, on, Stephen. Yeah, t- together we're slowly but surely getting through this. All right, look, we're going to move on so to the betting side of things, and this is obviously where our man Brian O'Leary steps in. Uh, this season, all the betting is supported by uh, the Irish Racing Buddy.ie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So all of Brian's bets each week are put up there. We've had a bit of a mix and match last two weeks, Brian, in terms of only one or two people let or one or two teams letting us down, etc. But look, we're going to stick with the usual trends. Um, Brian, week week five picks. Banker bet, where are you putting me? The Browns. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Well, the way I look at it, we've been picking teams to cover handicaps. And you've got a situation here where you've got a chance to pick the Browns to win a game where they're getting points. So to me, it's it's the Browns for for this week's uh, best bet. I just think the Colts. In particular with Rivers, I don't think they'll be able to handle that Browns defense. I think the Browns will win comfortably. Yeah, no, I think that's a great bet. And I, as we say, like a plus one and a half with old man Rivers coming in. I just, I look, if it's like that and that's on bet 365 at the moment, I think get on it wherever you can find that, that, that spread. Treble bet, I'm assuming we're going to see the Browns feature in this one. Well, I'm actually not going to put them in because I don't want to kill two bets if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out. So I'm going to go with the Saints to cover the handicap seven and a half points. I think I'll be, it's on Monday night going into Tuesday. I'll put them in. And um, I'll put Seattle in as well. So that's the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put the Rams in, minus seven. Away to the away to the Washington football team. Like It's come down from nine and a half, even with Allen, the quarterback. I think the Rams will have way too much and the Rams will comfortably cover the handicap. So... Doing a travel, you should get around five and a half to six, six to one, depending on which bookmaker you you go to. No, I think that's a great bet. I think we've kind of gone through all those teams and we're pretty high on them all. Like, you know, provided they each play to the way we think. And I think this week, this season is one of those seasons where just 
some kind of hiccups can happen for certain teams. But at minus seven and a half for the Saints, minus seven for Seattle, and minus seven for Rams. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that's a, a really good treble. And to be honest, I'm going to put that one on. I'm also then going to do another one and throw the Browns in as well for good fortune. Just, so, to, be, just to be greedy. Just just to be greedy, Brian. Like I want to take take all of their money. Um, and then finally, I'll just give you the quarterback bet because look, we've had four weeks and three of the four weeks the quarterback bet is coming in. So, but I'm not going to get too far away from the obvious ones. Josh Allen to score a touchdown for the Bills. Kyler Murray to score a touchdown for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to throw another one in just to really mix it up. And you might be a bit surprised by this one. But uh, Carson Wentz to score a touchdown. Three touchdowns in three games, running touchdowns for Carson Wentz. Scored the first touchdown on, on Monday. Scored the last touchdown the week before against the Bengals. And he had a sneak against the Rams. And he's away to Pittsburgh. And I do expect him to get into the red zone. And then once he's in there, you've got a chance. So you'll see a nice price in those three. I think the way I see uh, Carson Wentz scoring a touchdown is if that pocket collapses and he is running for his life. Um, well, he's running for his life every week. And uh, he's, uh, as long as he's running for his life towards the end zone, I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now, look, they are couple of really really good touchdown bets and yeah as you say you're on a bit of a hot streak at the moment with those so yeah delighted to say all of our bets this year with uh racing irish racing buddy.ie so you'll find all of brian's uh, tips and tricks on facebook twitter and instagram uh, head on over to their site and then also just head on over to our own social media channels uh we're now on facebook as well so you'll find us at the irish nfl pod podcast uh i'm managing that one so please fire any questions over and then you've got brian handling all of our twitter requests on a daily basis um, brilliant Brian I think that's pretty much everything for a duo such as ourselves on uh, this lovely Wednesday evening yeah yeah very enjoyable good to get through all the games and hopefully we have the main man Mark back next week in the saddle to uh, discuss the, the madness that is the NFL and we'll see how we go on this Sunday in terms of the bets yeah no definitely I, as much as I've enjoyed tonight it is definitely not the seat I want to be in every week uh, I have no closing lines for you I have no famous sayings Simply the Irish NFL podcast brought to you by Titan Roofing. Have a great week, everyone. Good night. Good night.